mark the 1,000th anniversary of this consecration. Wow. What a play. There are so many stories like this. Please join us every Saturday. I got time for one. I hope maybe two more before we have to go into the the, uh, Saturday events here. But let's now talk about if you're from England, and uh, Teresa, I know you write me a lot online. You're from England. You've been saying, Father, when are you going to do Our Lady of Walsington? When are you going to do Our Lady of Walsington? Right now. Because this is a very special one. So that was the first one we wanted to cover today, Ian Zeldorn. Uh, and now we're going to talk about England, Our Lady of Walsington. What happened? Let's have Brother Mark show the screen. This is an incredible picture. Now... I'm going to have Brother Mark leave it up. You can freeze frame after we post this video and watch. I don't. Okay, so this is what I was referring to earlier. It is a picture of the throne. And Jesus, is, baby Jesus, is sitting on Queen Mary's lap. And she's sitting on the throne. And her foot is resting on toad stool. All right, and every part of this has meaning. So let's break it down. I'll just let him break it down. I don't have time to walk through the significance of that image of Our Lady, but talking about her her crown, her scepter, her rings, the pointing, uh, the seat of wisdom. The, um, the rainbow, you know what an ARC stands for? An ARC stands for the rainbow, which is not LBGTQXYZ. It is the symbol of God's grace given to mankind for a new creation. So this has all significant meanings. The pillars on the side. We were just reading something, weren't we? Um, something about uh, the Pope pointing to a picture when he was visiting. Where was he visiting? I don't know. And this is the exact same um, pose and picture that Mother Mary and Jesus is in. And that's how I could interpret that when I saw it, because I saw this first. Regarding the pillars of the house of God, um, I can't go through all this right now, but you can see it when we repost this. It'll be posted up. You can... All right, I'll go through it since he's not going to go do it. So, first thing you see is her crown or what they call a diadem, right? Saxon crown and throne denote Mary's queenship and the date of the founding of the shrine, which is 1061. Exactly one day, two months, and a perfect 1,000 after Christ. Uh, then you have her, uh, what is that pointing to? Okay, her crown and the throne means her queenship. Okay, then she's holding not a staff, but kind of like a, a scepter, but it's it's not a scepter made of gold. It's actually a branch of lilies. Beautiful lilies. Very long like a scepter would be. Um, it's threefold lily scepter of virginity, sovereignty. 
So lily represents sovereignty and virginity. Remember Narnia, right? They came up to the shore and there was a bunch of lilies. They were like, look at these, they're lilies. And they were all in the water. Yeah, see? Purity. Okay. Seven rings for the seven sacraments. So along her chair, this is a very grand chair, okay? This throne. It's very simple, but at the same time, very grand. It's just made of wood. It's brown. But along the sides of the chair where you would normally, you know, put your hands on, on either side, the post, right? They call it the post, right? Okay, great. So along these posts, there are decorative gold rings. And I don't understand this, but there's three on one side and four on the other. A total of seven, right? So three on the left, evenly spaced, but four on the right, evenly spaced. What does that mean? I don't know, but in Kung Fu, that would mean 70-30. I don't put all my weight on one leg. I keep switching. Anyways, whatever. So seven rings for the sacraments, okay? Mary points to Christ, okay? So when she's holding this lily, she's doing multiple things at the same time. You, you get that, great. So at the same time, her fingers are in such a position where she's really pointing to Christ as she's holding her scepter, okay? The seat of wisdom, okay? That's what the throne represents. Sophia, right? The seat of wisdom, okay? The toadstool that her leg is, that her foot is on looks like a a moon rock, right? And it's green, right? Which is, uh, right, we hear this in um, nursery songs, toadstool, I don't know what that means. Which is a, a symbol, the East Anglican symbol of evil. There you go, okay. You're not good boy, you sit at my foot. You good boy, you sit on my lap, and I, you know, whatever, quality time as referred to in Genesis 3.15. Well, there you go. Awesome. Ark. What does the ark? Okay, so her chair is a very simple but yet beautiful ark. You know, when I built my house, I put arcs everywhere. I designed my own house, right? And I love the ark. I don't know why. I love rainbows. Don't you? Great. The ark donates a rainbow, sign of the covenant. What is a covenant again? It's not a contract. It's a covenant. Go see Scott Hahn. It is giving totally me to you, you to me, all in all. Great. Okay. Between God and every living creature. How do you spell all? Little a-l-l. -L. How do you spell all? Capital A, capital L, capital L. How do you put the little all and the big all? There you go. All right. A-A-L-L. See Genesis 9, 12. Awesome numbers. Great. Okay, keep moving along. Oh, by the way, on her chair, the, the back of it, you know, the ark on the chair, right? There you see it, right? And right under it, there's two gold, right? The gold rings on the side, and then there's two gold bands, right, along the side of the top of the ark, right? It's just beautiful. It's just simple yet elegant and classy. She's so classy, right? Okay, great. The pillars of the house of God means the church. So the pillars of her chair that had the seven rings on it, three on one, four on the other, are the pillars of the house of God, the church. And what does that mean physically on earth? Did, did I share with you guys the pictures? I, I need an Instagram. I'm, I'm going to get one. I'm working on one. 
but I don't want Instagram. I'm, I'm probably going to go on Ello. You guys heard of Ello? It's like hello, but without the H. It's supposed to be this new Instagram Pinterest thing. Snapchat. I don't know where to go on. There's too, too many. It's decentralized, y'all. Everything is awesome. It's all good. Anyways, E-L-L-O. I'm thinking about it. It's more for creative people, artists, and all that good stuff. So I'm thinking they may have more options. Whatever. What do y'all think? Email me. What are you doing? I don't know. <sighs> Tell me about it. Pillars of the house of God. All right. So there are pillars. You know, there's on earth, under the earth, in heaven, and there's pillars. You get it? Got it? Great. <sighs> Christ extends his arm in the double gesture of blessing. Right? I told you, his left hand's holding the word. It's a book. And his right hand is in front of her chest, blessing us at the same time, protecting her. Great. Awesome. And Christ, the word made flesh, holds the gospel, the good news, the angel. Let's go. Pause it, and you can um, see all of the details given in this image as she is seated there with her son. Fascinating. Fascinating. Now, let's go and talk about what happened. In 1061, a widow of Little Walsington in Norfolk, England, named Richeldis, prayed to Our Lady asking her how she could help honor her more in some special way. Alright? Now, Mary led this lady in spirit to Nazareth and showed her the house of the Annunciation. Now, Mary told her to take measurements of this house and to have another one built just like it in Walsingham. For the How do you take measurements? You need a ruler. Oh. People of England who are losing their faith. It would be a place where... Long live the queen. Who's your queen? Oh. People could come to honor her and, most of all, her son. Excuse me, especially in the mystery. Who's the king again? Who's the prince again? Oh. Of the Annunciation was Mary's joy in saying there yes. The baby. So this is what this lady was going to honor in our Blessed Mother. I'll enjoy yourself. Now, this is the time of the Crusades, okay? So it was a glowing time of interest and sights in the Holy Land. Now, Mother Mary said, I want a new Nazareth in England itself, built by one of her own women. This was the Rochelles, this woman. So, let's look at our next slide. Here's a picture of the shrine at Walsington. Very humble. Very simple. Monks took over the house and enshrined it in a special chapel within a larger church. Pilgrims began to come from all over England and all over Europe. Now, from the time of Henry III, nearly all the kings and queens visited Walsingham. Many ordinary people came seeking healing and help from the Blessed Mother. Now, Walsington, this little, tiny, humble chapel, started to rank with Rome, Jerusalem, and St. James de Compostello. You know the way in, England, in Spain? For importance for a pilgrimage. However, the shrine was destroyed during the Reformation by a fire. It was rebuilt in the 20th century. 
But listen to the significance of what happened. And we Marians are part of this. This is the writings of Joseph Pierce, who wrote about Our Lady of Walsington, believe it or not, just last year, March 25th, 2020. Listen to this. Something is stirring in England. It's not much. A still, small voice of calm whispering in the dark. Prayers ascending like incense. But it is a rekindled faith. No, it's not huge. Just a mustard seed. It won't be noticed by many people. It will go unheeded by the dead men milling around satanically in what remains of England's once great green and pleasant land. And yet... It stirs the restless hearts of those Englishmen who languished in the hope of England's return to the faith. Longing for the return of the exiled Pilgrim Queen. Who's the Pilgrim Queen? Mary. Of whom St. John Newman wrote. The Pilgrim Queen is Our Lady of Walsingham, whose shrine nestled in a Norfolk village was once the major was once one of the major places of pilgrimage in all of Christendom. She was England's queen and England was her dowry. Mm. Such was the pious belief of the English people in the days of merry old England. Mm. Then came the monster, mm. Henry VIII, mm. who destroyed the shrine <clears throat> and the abbeys mm. clustered around it. And then after three centuries of brutal, brutal persecution, it seemed as though Henry's iconoclastic legacy would be the destruction of the faith itself in England. Only a remnant remained. A few thousand noble souls whose families had passed on the faith generation to generation across the abyss of centuries of religious persecution. Only a few, but a happy few, remained. Then, when all seemed lost, the conversion of John Henry Newman in 1845 heralded a new Catholic revival. For the next century, tens of thousands of adult converts crossed the Tiber. Notably among them were the likes of Gerard Manley Hopkins, Oscar Wilde, G.K. Chesterton, Ronald Knox, Evelyn Waugh, Graham Greene, Alec Guinness, and Malcolm Muggeridge. And then, post-Vatican II, this exciting and exhilarating revival seemed to fail. Mm -hmm. And now, when all once again seemed lost, something again is stirring. Mm -hmm. This is where we Marians come into play. Over the past two years, now he's talking in 2020... The statue of Our Lady Walsington has been traveling the length and breadth of the country, visiting every one of England's Catholic cathedrals. The pilgrim queen, Mary, long in exile, has returned and is the inspiration and the focus of a mission to pray for the re-evangelization of England and her conversion. Known as the Dowry Tour in recognition of England's traditional title of Our Lady's Dowry. And what's a dowry? You know, usually you think of the, the groom had to pay um, a fee to the bride's family to marry the bride. 
A dowry is the opposite. A dowry is where the bride brings the money to the groom. So this is Mary bringing her belongings to her son, to the Holy Spirit, her spouse. And what is Mary bringing? England. England. That's why they call it the dowry of Mary. She's bringing all of the English people, the property, the, the, the countryside. So now, this is the Queen Pilgrimage to all four corners of her realm has been accompanied by an invitation to all Catholics in England to renew their personal consecration to our Lord and Our Lady. They are doing this in their local parishes through communal acts of preparation for consecration to Jesus through Mary, accompanied by pledges to go to regular confession and pray the Angelus and Rosary in communion with the saints and martyrs of England through their invocation. They are getting ready for a renewal of England. And guess what happened? He wrote this on March 20th, 2020. March 25th, 2020. We Marians, led by Tad Floridas, uh, Father Mike and others were going to be up there, but Tad said all of England was getting ready to consecrate, reconsecrate. We were going to go up there. Tad was telling us this huge thing was starting and it was going to be a renewal of the entire nation of England. And it got canceled by COVID. Hell no, we won't go. Hell I think our Lord is allowing us to test, to be tested, that we don't lose hope. It was canceled by COVID, but I'm not going to use the word canceled. It was temporarily delayed. Let us pray. They were on the cusp of something huge, and we Marians were part of this. 33 days to morning glory for Marian Press. It was going to be huge. Father Mike and, 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 and Tad were getting ready to go up there, and I'm telling you, to change England and Europe. Not that we do it, it's God, obviously, but he can use us broken tools. And it was canceled. Temporarily delayed. I'm telling you, we can still do it. From February 21st, 2020, England's Catholics were to begin a personal 33-day consecration to Jesus through Mary. Following either the Marians, 33 Days of Morning Glory, or St. Louis de Montfort, concluding on March 25th, the Feast of the Annunciation. Four days later, on March 29, 2020, England will be formally rededicated to Mary at Westminster Cathedral in London and in Walsingham. Also, the other cathedrals of England and in many parishes and homes, this ceremony follows the original dedication of England to Our Lady by Richard II in 1381. Was that Richard the Lionhearted? I'll have to look that up. A high point in English history. Wow. England's rediscovery of her Catholic roots can change the world. All of those listening from England, stand up. Our lady's calling. You understand? (laughs) Stand up. The rededication of the country to be exiled, uh, pilgrim queen, are causes for great joy as are the prophecies about England's future made by two 19th century saints. Listen to this. John Vianney, the Curie of ours in France, was visited by the Archbishop of Birmingham in England in 1854, and John Vianney declared to the Archbishop, as though we were making an act of faith, 
that he believed the church in England someday, and I believe that day is now, would recover its ancient splendor. Then, St. Dominic, Dominic Savio, if you've ever heard of him as the young, young saint, the protege of St. John Bosco, asked John Bosco in 1856 to pass a message to the reigning Pope Pius IX that he should not lessen his special care for England because God is preparing a great triumph for the church through Our Lady in that country. And we Marians need to stand and get back ready to do this. In explanation, St. Dominic told St. John Bosco that he had received a vision in which he saw a misty plain and heard a voice declaring that this is England. He then saw a figure wearing pontifical robes coming toward him, holding a huge flaming torch in his hand. He then heard the same voice tell him that this torch is the Catholic faith, which is to illumine England. One other saint who had a vision of the restoration of the faith in England was St. John Henry Newman. It takes great faith to believe that the splendor of the Catholic faith can ever be restored to a nation which has strayed so far from the goodness, the truth, and the beauty which comes from God. But we have hope. It might take more than great faith. It might even take a miracle of God. But we believe. It will certainly take the intercession of the saints and the prayers of all the saints and most all of you. England was there with us. Yes, yes. That's a that's a very good that's a very good prayer intention. England was there with us, stood with us in the times of World War One, World War Two. Let us now stand with England. Our Lady is calling. Let us not let her down. And he finishes by saying it will certainly take the intercession of the saints, the prayers of great saints, and most of all us. Our Lady of Welsingham, Pilgrim Queen, pray for the conversion of England. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Now, I apologize. I am not going to have time to do Our Lady of Ransom, Our Lady of Mercy. But this means you got to come back next first Saturday, the first Saturday in December, because we're going to talk about Our Lady of Ransom. This is an Let's incredible story in Spain, what we now call Our Lady of Mercy. And her feast day was September 24th. We Marians celebrate Our Lady of Mercy November 16th. But I didn't know about September 24th. Father Bob and I were talking. Is that the old calendar? And then I started researching. I never learned this in seminary. And I started looking how she formed the Mercedarians, a religious order to free the slaves and offer themselves as slaves instead. Can you imagine? These priests and brothers formed a community. Mercenaries. And your goal was to become a priest or brother in the Mercedarians to ultimately give yourself in exchange to free a Christian slave. And you would become that slave. Incredible story. Stay with us next month as we talk about this and what Our Lady did. So I have a video to that one, but I'll have to show that next week. So right now, what we're going to do, and I apologize this went long, but can you get more incredible stories than those? These are what our faith is all about. Our faith is not worshiping Mary. Our faith is going to Jesus through Mary. That is what our faith is all about. 
And so today, why are you here? You are here to do this. We're going to offer as one of our intentions the conversion of England. Yes, We're going to offer as our intention the protection of the United States and all over the world. Wherever you are watching from, offer your country. If you're in Portugal, if you're in Brazil, if you're in, I'm getting them now from the Middle East, United Arab Emirates, Bahrain, pray for your country. And we're going to offer it to Our Lady right now. If everybody from all the countries around the world did this, we would change the world. And this is what we're going to do today. So on this first Saturday, stay with us. Brother Mark, if you're watching this on TV, on the YouTube, Brother Mark has to cut this off to finish this talk to post it. But then he's going to come back a lot on live, and we're going to do and walk you through the first Saturday devotion. The first Saturday devotion of November. Remember, Our Lady asked for five consecutive first Saturdays. What do you do? What do you need to do to follow Our Lady's request from heaven? Stay with us. In five minutes, we'll be here, and we're going to start by doing an act of contrition, then a spiritual communion, then we're going to pray the rosary, then I'm going to lead you in a 15-minute meditation. When we do all that, we've honored Our Lady's request for fulfilling the first Saturday devotion. God bless you, and please stay with us. We'll be right back.